This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Nixie, <laughs> Smitty. Sometimes I forget how aggressive our intro is. I know it comes out real hot. It does. It doesn't even like warm you up. No, just smacks you in the face. Like, get it? Yeah. Well, it's good to be back. It's weird because last week we were technically in the room. We were. Through the me- we were literally in the room. Yeah. And we just never turned the mics on and did a podcast. Sometimes you just gotta talk. Yeah. And also we were a little scared because the last time we did a mega cast, uh, we were speaking high praise of someone that we loved and then they ended up not being on the Seahawks anymore. So we were worried if we said nice things about another Seahawks player, they might retire. And I want to also, again, apologize to Mariners fans. For what now? That was the same day I was like, I don't bring them up much, but they look like they're oh doing something. Oh, my I'm like, I've got to, Every time I bring it up, they lose like three games in a row. And, you know, they just need to stop playing the Houston Astros. Ah, I know. They, that, was a, that was a brutal one last. I was taping the podcast and looked over in the corner, and I was like, oh, no, they didn't do it. They, Especially, yeah, yeah. they did it. They went up by one run. Yeah. And they, they, they tanked it by giving up two in the last inning, right? Or was it the 10th? No. That, right. So they were, it was, they were up a run in the 8th. I stopped. Watch, right. Then it got tied up in the ninth. Goes to 10th. Yeah. Ugh. And then <laughs> they're playing today. By the time you listen to this, they probably lost. I don't know. <laughs> hey, but uh, what is it? Arizona's next. And they, they're good against them. So they're going to give us false right. hope again. Kyle Lewis is done for the season. Man, Ted, what the hell? You jinxed us. I, look, I'm telling you, right? Because what was it earlier Wilson this year? Wilson retires. Yeah, I know. I should stop talking about people. I, you know who I love now? Max Verstappen. He is my favorite. Is he a Formula One guy? Yeah. I, I knew it. So I'm just like, yeah, I love him. He's the you know, best. I love the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes. They and are we, awesome. We are now Colts fans. The Colts are the best. <laughs> Go Andrew Luck. I know he's not their quarterback, but I don't <laughs> even know. Who's, is it Teddy Bridgewater? Who's the quarterback? Ah, what did, I think it's Carson Wentz. Okay, sure. Well, screw him, too. No, we like him. We're trying to jinx it. They're oh. playing the Hawks. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. That's right. Screw Russell Wilson then. Yeah. <laughs> He's the worst. Right? We we that. love Colts. <laughs> yeah. Colts Colts up. The new offensive coordinator and system for the Seahawks is Red Rotten. <laughs> I'm so happy the Colts left Baltimore. Yeah, with the last time we do a cast, we're talking so highly of Luke Wilson. We finished oh the podcast. Then we see he gets released and we're like, what the F? Both of us are cursing. Then we find out why. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that he had a great career and congratulations to him for you know, making that decision on his own. But yeah, man, that was such a weird thing because our whole podcast was about how much we love Luke Wilson. I mean, literally, you had posted it and then yep. you texted me, and I'm like, no, right? Well, that was the other thing. So I tweet out WTF, right? Yes. And then minutes later, I tweet out another reference with his attached with his mm-hmm. goodbye note, why he's retired, getting out of the league. So like a day later, people keep hitting me up on the WTF one, and they're like. Oh man, he's got to look out for himself. Like, did you see? And I'm like, right, you look at my timeline. I posted right. both of them. Sometimes that cracks me up. There'll be times I go, all right, 
all the wrestling just put out the best pay-per-view I've ever seen or something ridiculous like that, yeah. right? And I'll get a bunch of tweets. Minx, have you seen the all the pay-per-view? And I'm like, if you just like clicked on my page, you'd see I've been talking about it. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be that guy, but come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I very rarely reply without clicking on somebody's page. Yeah, usually if I'm going to ask, like, if I'm going to someone's page, I'll check their page first, but hey, everyone does things differently. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just I, impressed I, I, people were like, well, it's his head's most important. I'm like, all right, so you were smart enough to figure out this was about him, but mm-hmm. didn't see the other one. Right. You did the research on that. I was just glad that when you put that WTF, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I didn't even yeah. have that. Sometimes like when my friends put up like, one of those like kind of vague post type of things, Yeah, you're like, what, what is going on? Like, what's the drama? Oh, yeah, I, never, I never want to bother somebody about the drama, even though they put it out there. So clearly they were going to be okay to talk about the drama. I don't know. I have a lot of friends that like put like things up and I'm just like, what is this? You know, and sometimes the narcissist in me is like, is this about me? And I'm like, wait, why would it be about me? It's like, I haven't talked to this person in like five months. They're not mad at me. Yeah. And sometimes too, like some people put up vague ones and I'm like, they're just looking for a response. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> worst day of my life. What happened? Those are the worst. Sometimes I would make it a point to write like some of my friends. Cause I know like, Hey, we all go through some crap and sometimes you just need sure. someone to reach out to you and Sometimes you'll, you won't ask for it. Like, I know sometimes you see those posts where people are like, hey, if you need help, ask for it. But more often than not, nobody's going to do that. Like it's, right. it's more, you know, not to get like serious in Bummerville, but like a lot of times it's just you, you just hope that someone will reach out because they're thinking of you or whatever. So when I see someone put something out, I think, wow, that's kind of like they're in Bummer City. I'll just direct message them like, hey, man, you doing good? And then they'll just write back and be like, yeah, why ask? And I'm just like... <laughs> I I just just thought I, I never want to be like then I'm not gonna like be like well you wrote on your Twitter you I'm, did say it was the worst day of your life right I'm just like oh man I'm just thinking about you just making sure you're good <laughs> like I'm about never checking with you again because clearly I'm the idiot <laughs> all right why don't we get things rolling out oh speaking of Luke Wilson I did get a text from him yesterday all right uh, or two days ago it was the day of the Green Day show kicking myself because I was planning on going to the Green Day show and then. Being a dad and thinking about going out that late just seemed like, and, and we couldn't go together. It was like one of those situations where it's like, how are we both going to go to the Green Day show, my wife and I, and get home at 11? We can't put our mother, my mother-in-law through that kind of hell of trying to put Tatum to sleep. Like, it's just, I had to do it on Saturday night because my wife went to Carrie Underwood. All right. Typically, my wife's the one that will put her to bed, and she's got the magic touch. Man, we were having a great night, Tatum and I, all night long until it was time to put her to sleep. And then it was pure anger. Mommy! Ah! And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I was about to say, what do you do? I yelled, shut up. And that didn't work. Because I just like, I, after like, and I felt bad. Like instantly I was like, yeah. that's not how you do things, Steve. But it was like the fifth time I had to go in that room and she was just screaming and wouldn't even let me like touch her or hold her. And I'm just like, shut up. And I'm like, wait, sorry. So now I'm like, now I'm apologizing to this child that didn't even care at that moment because she's yelling louder than I am. Yeah, that just sounds terrifying. I just kind of had to wait until she was somewhat chill in the bed, but still crying. And then I just walked down. And I was like, she's got to cry it out. And she did. All right. But man, that's a heartbreaker. So I'm like, yeah. you can't do that to your mom. So we didn't go. And I got a text from Luke Wilson. He's just like, Migs, are you at uh, Green Day? And I'm just like, Man, I was thinking about going, didn't pull the trigger. No, don't tell me you're here. And he's like, yeah, I'm here. I was looking for you because I've never been in a pit, and I thought it'd be fun to jump into a pit with you. And I was like, ah, it would have been a blast to jump in a pit with you, Luke. Damn you. 
And well, then, hey, look, at least you have a good excuse. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was watching Ted Lasso and I think laying in bed by 930 on Monday. It's the end of a three-day weekend. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I have no real good excuse other than I, I had, had fun all weekend. I was like, oh, it's Monday night. I'm going to chill. <laughs> Ted Talks, starring Beatrix Smith. The chillest of all the chillers. For the record, I did write this before we just had that talk on here. Oh, I said go to Green Day? No. Oh. I was going to say, uh, you know, what people are having time, bad times or whatever, do what you can, right? You want to help them out, but also, like, sometimes I have to fight the urge to be, like, overly, like, is everything okay? Feeling any better? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, help where you can, and then, you know, just, just be, I guess the main message is be available for people. If they want to reach out, they can, but... Are you like this then? Because I have the hardest time. I sometimes try and like tell my wife how I'm feeling if it's not good. Right. It's like, you know, obviously if we have our issues, like something she did to upset me, like we have that, we're decent enough at communicating. Some days better than others, obviously, like any relationship. But I don't typically tell her when I'm depressed. All right. And when it has nothing to do with her. You know what I mean? So it's like I try not to because then I get to that... and I know she means well, and I, and I appreciate it because she cares. But like, then for the next few days after I get out of that rut, she's still checking, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes I'll like not share why I'm depressed because I just don't want to have to then feel like uh, a charity case. Even though she doesn't make me feel that way, I, it's all internal. It's like this own like little struggle that I have with myself. Yeah. Well, I haven't been in that boat in a while. Just because I don't live with somebody. Right. So I'm just thinking it from the other way. You want to move in? <laughs> when I'm like, you, you okay? You, and it's like, dude, give them some space. Yeah. You know? Like, they're they're working their way through it. It's like, I just want to help. Yeah, yeah. I think we all just want to see our friends sad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you know, we've had arguments before, and I have to fight. And then finally, I'll just be like, Steve, we all right? You're like, yeah, that's all right now. Yeah. All right. We're good. All right. But that's that's my nature. Like, are we good? Are we good? Like, you keep asking if we're good, then we're not. And I've been there, too. Stop asking if we're good. Like, let's check in tomorrow. That's what I said. Be available. Help when you can. Right. Sometimes helping is not saying a word. Yeah. Right. And that's so hard for me. I, I've got to be much better about that. Because we've talked about this. Like, I'll have a whole conversation in my head before the conversation. And then it's like, just shut up. <laughs> Right, like so whether somebody's venting or they just they just like they're not they don't like just be quiet just be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes like I sometimes I just I'll talk to my dog and I'm like this is so nice. So it's never checking up on me. She's just like cool man. Can you rub my belly? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> right, it was like Joe with uh, Lulu. Like just leave her alone. Yeah. She's cool, and you just leave her the F alone. And she'll want you to rub her belly. You just can't force it. Nope. But trust me, she'll want that belly rubbed at some point. And if you're the closest one to her, she'll take your belly rubbed. <laughs> I don't know what that we're doing now. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> we're giving out of life advice, and now it's turned into how to treat dogs. Exactly. Speaking of life, I do have a stupid, stupid story that I'd love to share with you. All right. It's one of those things where it's like, I think you could appreciate it because... It, we we I hate saying like we're like celebrities, but like we're public figures. All right, yeah. So sometimes I l- I lose sight of the fact that maybe I'm not a public figure to everybody that I meet. But this was one of those instances where I thought this was a, a case of someone being a fan and they weren't, and it was very awkward. Oh, give it to me. Okay, so 
We went and got sushi one night. This is a while ago. I had it written down. I never got to it. But finally, I want to share this one with you because it was just like, this is just too dumb of a story not to share. So we get to this restaurant. We're sitting, we're in Tacoma. I can't remember the name of the sushi place, but it was really good. All right. And so we're sitting there. Sid goes to the bathroom and comes back. And then I got to go to the bathroom because right? it took us forever to get there. And so it's like, we are, I don't know if you do this, but we wait until we make our food orders before we hit the bathroom because we don't want to slow down the process of the waiter or waitress coming to get our order. And one of us is not there. So All right. we make our food order and then it's like, okay, you go first. I'll go after you. All right. So she goes God, to the bathroom. Sid would hate eating with me. You go to the bathroom right away. I don't care, because I'm probably going to sit there and have a beer or two before I even think about ordering. It's more of a me thing than you yeah. than say right. anyway. So, right. so <laughs> You've been out with me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's hang out. We'll order when we order. Like, no, I got something to do. <laughs> so she comes back. I go, as I'm going to the bathroom, there's like a group of people that are drunk at the bar. You know, right. go up past the bar to get to the bathroom. And there's one guy who's just kind of looking at me and looking at me. And then as I get there, he kind of puts his hand out, shakes my hand, and he's just like, yeah, man, I just... But it felt weird if I didn't say hi. And I'm like, oh, man, very cool to meet you. Like, right on. And he's like, yeah, just, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and despite it, he's like, I don't know what's going on, but, man, your wife is gorgeous. And I'm like, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. That's really cool. He's like, I just figured I should say hi because I don't want to make it weird or something like that. And I'm like, and I, so I go, cool. I hate it when people don't say hi. And they messaged me later on saying they were going to say hi, and they didn't. I'm like, you should just say hi. He's like, all right. I'm like, cool. I go to the bathroom. I come back. I sit down. Turns out, I don't think he was a listener. I think he did not realize that she was married, my wife, and tried to flirt with her as she was going to the bathroom because she told me this guy started talking to her. He was kind of nice but kind of weird. But then, like, I think he realized that she was married or with somebody, and and then she walked off. So <laughs> this whole time I'm talking to him like I think he's a listener and he's talking to me thinking I need to show this guy some respect because I just flirted, with, I his just flirted wife. with his wife and now I see that she's at his table. Right. And then now he's probably thinking, what kind of weird flex was that with this guy being like, I'm glad you said hi. I hate when people don't say hi and then message me later to say hi. And then I'm telling him how we were going to a wedding. He's like, I don't know. I'm sure for him, it was just as confusing, if not more. But that's better for you. Right. I look like this guy that doesn't give an F. Like, yeah, yeah but it's also my wife, but I'm glad you said hi to me, man. I hate when people don't. Right. And then message me later. Why like, are you messaging like, me later? Right. He's probably like, how do I message you? How should I message you? Right. With smoke signals? God, that's pretty good. It was pretty funny because I come back and tell Sid, and I'm like, oh, yeah, get stopped by this listener. She's like, I don't think he was a listener. And I'm like, yeah, I thought it was kind of, he didn't give me the vibe that he was a listener, but I was like, why else would he say hi? And then she's like, because he was kind of flirting with me. Did he say anything else when you walked back by? No, I I kind of, it was such an, a weird conversation. I try to like kind of quickly walk by without them seeing me because they're, his back was turned because he was sitting at the bar. All right. So I walked behind him, if that makes sense. All right. Yeah. That's right. So the way I'm pictured is he was kind of turned the first time. He was turned the first time, pretty much waiting for me to, uh, for all he thought, I got up as soon as my wife sat down, he might have thought this guy's coming over to talk to me. Yeah, good point. Right. Which I, I and he must have just been thinking, oh, this is like, because he was drunk, his friends were drunk. I wonder if they thought, oh, we're about to have some beef. You know what I mean? Like with this dude. 
Well, it is kind of funny. He hits on a girl. I'm guessing his eyes follow her back to the table. She sits down and you pop up. Right. Right. I could see where he'd be like, oh, man. All right. Here we go. Well, I should say hi to the man, too. Basically, right, he's trying to now like be like, yeah, I'm not just up here hitting on girls that walk by. Like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, I hate it when people don't say hi. Yeah, I know. And I like, too, that you got the smile on your face. Like, yeah, good thing you said hi. Oh, I'm gonna hate, I don't do a bummer. You would have messaged me later. And I'd be like, you should have said hi. We're going to a wedding. <laughs> like you're giving him with the whole. Uh, I'm my whole life story. You're giving the whole itinerary for your weekend. Ted, I suck at small talk. So I, my wife always cracks me up. She's like, for someone who says they suck at small talk, you will talk the ear off of a listener if you meet them somewhere. I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't know what's the appropriate amount of time before it's, I don't want to be rude and be like, hi, bye, because I'm really appreciative when someone comes up and says hi, but I also don't, it almost gets to the point where they're trying to get away from me. And you know what I mean? I'm like, and another thing, blah, 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 blah. And this guy's probably like, dude, I just was just, just I should have never said hi to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I small talk way too many people. Yeah. I'm always chatting at, at people. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm forcing myself onto someone when I try and small talk. It's all in my head, I'm sure. But I'm just like, how was your day? <laughs> so glad you said hi, man. Just, <laughs> Damn, that's awkward. It was, it, Dude, we could not stop laughing about it afterwards because we're just sitting there at the table and just cracking up for all we know they see us now laughing they're probably thinking these ass ass hats are 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 laughing at me yeah and i'm guessing because you guys it's not like you're gonna sit there and pound drinks you probably left before they did oh yeah 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 we were gone and they didn't again you know now look back he probably didn't want to look that way anymore it's like now they're they're clowning on me the the husband's telling oh i would hi yeah this is all really awkward yeah (laughs) because in my head i'm like well that's nice that he complimented my wife Right, well, that makes it better. It's not just him being like, hey, man, I just want to say hi. You got a hot wife. It's like saying hi. She's very attractive. I hit on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good on him. Yeah. I mean, he tried to do the honorable thing, and then here comes Steve, the social awkward dude. You're like a social slug. Not quite a butterfly yet. <laughs> just kind of just slug, all over him. Worm, whatever it is. Snail. Snail. What turns into a damn butterfly? Caterpillar. Caterpillar. Jesus. <laughs> not even close, Ted. Nope. Nope. All right, why don't we take a quick break? Uh, let's oh. get into the world of sports. I'm not sure if we told you the Mariners suck. Uh, but yeah. Hey, I mean, three games back. That, there's still a chance. That's why they call it the wild card. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the wide world of sports with the Ted Smith. Unfortunately, these two idiots have more to say. The Megacast will return. Ugh. Introducing the most provocative and inviting breakfast cereal, Porn Flakes. They're perfect for breakfast in bed, where you'll get a mouthful in every bite. Sweet and crunchy flakes that stay hard even when wet. Warning, some servings are bigger than others. Porn Flakes. So good, you'll want to add your own milk. So fill your hole with a bowl. You'll find it impossible not to swallow. And just 69 calories per serving. Now with a nutty taste you'll really want to munch on. Porn Flakes. They're great. New from General Milfs. 
I'd rather have a murder hornet in my pants than have to listen to these two idiots. Ted and Steve are back. Oh, Ted, uh... I know, I hate her. I'm gonna go up to her and be like, yo, next time you should say hi. Stupid robot. Bad robot. Bad robot. Oh, I'm smacking a robot. That would hurt my hand more than it would hurt them. Let me say a quick plug. Uh, this Friday night, if you got nothing to do, head on over to Hale's Palladium in Fremont. SOS Pro Wrestling, the first ever SOS Pro Wrestling show is going to be happening, and yours truly taking on the man himself, Ethan HD. That's going to be a fun one. That's uh, Friday night. And I thought of you uh, a couple weekends ago. I wrestled Danhausen, one of the bigger names in the world of uh, independent wrestling, which was All right. And I thought of you because afterwards... He's like, hey, man, you want to go get some dinner? I'm like, because I, I was like, hey, I'll give you a ride back to the airport because he was right. waiting for somebody. You know, it's got to be tough being an independent wrestler that travels because you're being picked up by random people. Sometimes you're being dropped off by random people, but they have to wait for other wrestlers to be ready to be dropped off. So it's like a lot of like hurry up and waiting. I was going to say, just standing around waiting. Right. So him and I hit it off really. We had a fun match. Everything went well. And we just really... It's like one of those first times where like I always had good experiences with the fly-in wrestlers that I've been lucky enough to wrestle. But All right. This was one where I was like, this guy lived here, him and I would be friends. Like that kind of a vibe. You know what I mean? Like we really cool. hit it off. And so I'm like, hey, dude, you want me to just give you a ride? He's like, is it out of your way? I'm like, no, actually. I, I mean, I didn't want to get into the nuances. I was like, yo, if I go one way or the other, it could be. But I was like, no, it's I'm going south. It's south. I, I'm more than happy to drop you off at the, at the hotel at the airport. That's totally fine. And he's like, would you be up for grabbing some food? I'm like, oh, I was planning on it with with or without you. Like, either <laughs> I drop you off and get food or I'm, I'm going to go get – I was like, yeah, I would love to. He's like, you cool going somewhere as opposed to going to get, like, fast food? He's like, I'll do that if you want. I just – I kind of like going places that are Seattle places. Like, you know, if I go somewhere, I want to enjoy their local place. I'm like, dude, got a great place. It's called McDonald's. You're going to love it. He's just like, no, really. <laughs> like, I'm kidding. Uh, so I took him to 13 Coins by the airport. Oh, nice. Right. I was like, and that one's nice. Like, they're you all know, nice. I haven't been to that one. It's got a lot. Like, he, like we walked in, he goes, it's like, when you said diner, I thought it was going to be like some kind of like, kind of hole in the wall type place. He's like, this is fancy. Because it's kind of got like an old mobster vibe to it. Yeah. Like the original, like the, right, the one that used to be up underneath the uh, Seattle Times. Yeah. It's very similar to that one. All right. And we go there and as an appetizer, what do we get? Meatball taster? Boom. Nice. I'm so glad we did that because they came out in like 30 seconds. They're all, like, I know. I don't know how they're doing it. Everything else takes forever. Right. But those meatballs are out in no time. And I was so hungry. Like, it was a great call going to 13 coins, but also a terrible call because, you know, we wrestled and then we had, it's like a 40 minute drive to get to the airport from, or SeaTac from, from Everett. By the time we got there, both of us were ready to just eat the couch. Like, we're just like so hungry. Uh, But man, those things were a huge hit. That's like my new thing for some reason. The meatball tasters? Yeah, it's showing up more. I went, where did I go? Uh, Dreamland in Fremont? Never heard of it. Well, it used to be the Red Door forever. Uh, they, they're not the Red Door anymore? They're not, Steve. Oh. Yeah, That's but they had a meatball taster. I was like, all right. And then uh, Tallarico's. Like, I'll get their meatball taster, too. It's like me with the meatball subs. Rest in peace, Bill's on Broadway. <sighs> Bill's, I know. That place had the best. God, it's subs. still crushing me. I know. There's so many days where I'm just like, today would be a perfect day just to pop into Bills. Yep. Get a, get a sandwich or their salads were good. I like their wings. Could have went there the day after we go see Mark Rubier. Yeah, right. Uh, which is coming up. I can't believe that. That's like less than two. It's about two or so weeks away. A little over two weeks. <laughs> Fine. It felt like it was forever when I bought those tickets. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. I'm getting nervous too, though. Why is that? 
Well, like Cage Sport got postponed. Oh, you think things are going to be shut down before then? I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> I mean, I know they're trying. They're trying yeah. right now. Not trying to shut things down. They're trying to keep things going with all like places that are just like vaccinated or nothing or vaccinated or the COVID test within 70-something hours. Right. Like, I, I mean, I, I, can't ima- I couldn't even imagine if I was an establishment that relies on people coming. Like, how do you figure this crap out right now? I, I don't know. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because, like, uh, right, other restaurants are like, they can't open at full capacity. Mm-hmm. They don't have full staffs. And then a lot of the food orders now are just takeout. Yeah. So a lot of times when you're sitting somewhere, it takes forever because they're just they're just running takeout so much. What's well, crazy, J-Mac and I, we just went to Trappers fully anticipating to go sit at a table at the bar. And when we get there, the sushi bar was open, though. So we did oh, all nice. you can eat. All right. Which, boy, am I out of practice. Yeah. I ate so much. And then forgot when the rice wall builds, it comes and it comes fast. And boy, oh boy, for the rest of the day, I was hurting. That day we went to Blue Sea and then went to wrestling. Like yeah. that was, I mean, we, we turned the corner finally, but that was tough to recover. It is. We, it right, because I always forget, right, that rice is just expanded, expanded. It's like, oh, <sighs> Christ. And then I get home and Sid wants to do stuff like go outside. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can move my lard ass. Like, I'm going to try. And then, then we have dinner and my barbecue. And like, once we sit down to eat, I'm like, I'm not even able to eat. Like, I was like, babe, I'm not eating these potatoes. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm still full. She's like, excuse me? I never hear you say those words. I was like, it feels like Thanksgiving. I'm so full from all that damn sushi. <laughs> Which we had one, the crispy California roll. I never had that one before. It's something, it's something California roll. And it was, was it just fried? No, it's like a little crunchy. Like, all right. I don't know how to even describe it, but it was amazing. It sounds, you had me a crispy California roll. Yeah, dude, 100%, 10 out of 10 times, I'm going to get that again. We might have ordered that one three times in our all-you-can-eat endeavors. By the way, next time you're down by the airport, you got to check out Sharps, too. What the hell is Sharps? Sharps Roast House. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's like a hidden gem. But, like, you know Vaughn's downtown? Yeah. So it's like the same family, but I think this is their first restaurant. Hmm. But it is awesome. It's kind of like, remember when Vaughn's, uh, before they moved, had all, like, the meat on yes. spits? It's like that, dude. So I had, I, my buddy Baird was coming into town a couple weeks ago. So me and another friend, I was like, I have the perfect restaurant. We just sat in the bar. Like, and the food is awesome. Damn. Yeah. Okay. But, but like, I, I literally, I found it once because my mom was staying at a hotel down by the airport because she had an early flight. So she was like, I just put, and this was across the, like the parking lot. But it is an awesome restaurant. And they serve food like 1130. Oh, so you're the guy I got to reach out to whenever these, because like, after I matched with Dan House and like, I was like, I was like, he's like, where do you want to go? And I'm just like, damn it. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, I don't know what's open. I don't want us to drive somewhere to find out it's takeout only. So I was like, uh, 13 coins. Right. So that's how we started, too. It was like it was going to be 13 coins. And then I was just like, you know what? I love that Sharps place. I haven't been there in a couple of years. I was like, let's go there. Mm. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, dude, funny part about the uh, Dan Housen match was great because Dan Housen's character is all made up face paints, like an evil, very, he's called very good, very evil. Love that Dan Housen. He's right. almost like a walking Simpsons character. He's like very inspired by Conan O'Brien. All right. I've seen people tweeting you about mask and stuff. Yeah. So he's hilarious. And, but his whole thing is like he's this evil being, but he hates when people curse. Like it, right. it makes him angry. It's like no cursing. Like it's, like it's part of his shtick. So in our match, we're about ready to match. This whole place, the entire uh, VFW hall that we were at in Everett for Without a Cause Wrestling was packed. Of It was sold out. And the tickets pretty much sold out. Up like Almost all the tickets, all but like 10 tickets sold out before another wrestler's name was announced. 
Danhausen was the only name that was announced. Like he's that popular, right? All right. So that whole room is there to see Danhausen. So uh, and and on the flip side, then they're all there to boo me because I'm the bad guy that's taking him on. So I had this dumb idea, but I'm like, hey, dude, once the match starts, how about I distract the ref and I knock you out with my belt, make it seem like I'm going to knock you out right as the match starts. I'm going to yell at everyone like, you can't even pay to see him. No refunds, idiots. You know, and then I'll go and pin him. He kicks out and everyone's going to be, and it worked out great. But after I did that, then they really hated me. So now they're all chanting, F Steve Miggs. And I look at Dan Howes and I'm like, your fans are cursing at me. And I'm yelling at him. So he's reprimanding them. like, do not curse. So then the rest of the night was all these it was the best thing ever because the fans were so great. They're coming up with all these creative, like, heck, Steve Miggs, verified, oh, so not butthole, you know, like, oh, yeah, fudge, Steve Miggs. They were just saying all these words that were not curses, but they were still heckling me. It was so great. So much fun. Another quick wrestling funny story was I was at Defy a couple all weeks right. ago. And in the back area, like, Washington Hall did a really good job of making sure everyone had masks. It was really well done. Like, for a room that was sold out, even with, without a cause, they did a great job, their crew, of making sure people kept their masks on because it's like, man, you don't want to take the risk. It's just not worth the, the nightmare of, God forbid, something happens. Like, just wear your freaking mask, right? In fact, there was a, a, for a second, there was a scare that someone might have had COVID that was at the five. And I out, saw that. And it turns out it was a false alarm, thankfully. Right. Because I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Here we go. So I'm in the back, and in the back, all the, the wrestlers are trying to work on their stuff, but they still have staff going through to make sure that the wrestlers that are going through their stuff were wearing masks. Sometimes people forget, you know, it just happens. Yeah. There were a group of guys that were the luchadors that were, they were playing. I, I am not making this up. It's, it could have been straight out of a movie. They're having their, they're working on their match in a corner by the bathrooms in the back area of, of the Washington Hall. The, the, the security people came through telling people, hey, don't forget, put your mask on. And I said to that group, like, don't forget, put your mask on. And all the luchadors put their wrestling luchador masks on. Like, because it's like, you know, like right. almost it's like a, instinct. Yeah, and it was. It wasn't yeah. like, like they were being like goose. Right, so they're just like, don't forget to put your mask on. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all putting on their masks and then they all catch themselves. And you can tell they're all like, what are we doing? Wait a second. And they put on their actual face mask. I was like, that is the funniest. It was like a spinal tap for wrestling moment. Like, don't forget to put your mask on. Whoop. That is kind of awesome. It was great. Also, I don't blame them. That's exactly what I would do. That was my first thought. Like, when I saw them do it, I'm like, yeah, good, good, good call. You don't want people to know your identity. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, if you're in a baseball locker room and somebody said, don't forget your glove, you put your glove on. Right, you're not going to put a surgical glove right, on. Right, you wouldn't think about putting on plastic gloves. No. <laughs> Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports. He brought up how much he loves the segment Coach Ted on the men's room. All right. And he was wondering if that was inspired by being the coach for the Tacoma Donkeys. It is. Well, awesome. It's, I figured as much. It's that, and then it's just sitting around watching sports and talking coach talk all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because me, me and Sean and my buddy Brett, we do it all the time, especially in the last year when it was just like the three of us on Zooms watching sports. Yep. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's part of it. Like, right. That's what coach does. Yeah. Because he says when he listens, he's like, it just feels like I'm in the locker room with Ted again. 
I was like, that's awesome. I'll ask him. <laughs> this weekend, I was calling plays, and Sean goes, I'm the head coach. You just do the motivation thing. Let me make the play calls. <laughs> so I'm like, we got to go for it. He's like, it's not down in distance. That's the wrong call. You know when that was happening, Steve? What was that? During the, the Maryland Terrapins oh, okay. West Virginia game. Suck it, West Virginia. So Terps won. They did. All right. So they, they weren't like the Huskies then. Yeah. So, right. People need to understand Maryland-West Virginia is a good rivalry for us. That was a big game. I don't think we play them again this century, or Jesus, this decade either. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we used to play them every year. Then there's the bad news about Saturday. If you live in the state of Washington, I'm sorry. Ooh. That was brutal. First the Huskies, then the Cougs cooked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is just not good. That's why you just got to stick with predetermined sports and watch AEW's pay-per-view on Sunday. <laughs> I Look, I... I get Montana has a good program for their size, but that's brutal. And then you got, then you if you're so we're saying it was like the worst loss in Washington Huskies football in forever. I mean, it has to have been because that's not a D one school. It's so confusing. It used to be Division one, then it was Division one double A. Now it's like the bowl division and the bowl subdivision. But I still call it one double A. But yeah, they hadn't. Especially, you don't lose to a team like that at home. No, I mean, could they? Could the Montana team beat Bishop Sycamore? That's the most important question. Well, they're off to math the schedule now. <laughs> they were supposed to play them this year. No way. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a whole. I mean, I was, I, that was the one thing I was bummed about why we didn't do the podcast last week because I really wanted to pick your brain about this whole Bishop Sycamore thing. It's crazy. It's the greatest story that it, if ESPN can get past their own pride, they need to make a thirty for thirty about that. Well, the other issue is you have so many of these charter schools now that just show up and start flying people in. Like, I don't think anybody thought to check it that much. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's I kind of sound like a hypocrite because I come from a private all-guy school where we obviously recruit kids. Yeah. But then some of these other schools, like, fly kids in, this and that. So it's a whole weird, like, well, where's where's the line? Right? Because there's, like, that St. Francis in Baltimore. They got real good all of a sudden. And they're like, well, we're putting kids in college, like this and that. Mm-hmm. So with Bishop Sycamore, I never heard of them. I saw them on the schedule, like, huh. I guess they're a new power. And then, yeah, it came out they weren't even a real school. And then I think today I saw an article. The dude's like, yeah, they were a little older, but I'm trying to get them into college and this and that. <laughs> I mean, that, I don't know. That's always the bad part is he might, like, I think he might have had good intentions. Right. But it was like, you're not doing it the right way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there was a famous coach in D.C. that ran a bunch of AAU teams. And, like, mm-hmm. he took kids in and took care of them. Now, Turns out he was doing some illegal stuff, too, and got brought up on drug charges. But for those kids he helped out, he did his job. And he wasn't giving the drugs to the kids. No, nobody even knew. Oh, yes. Yeah, so he was like a kingpin. Nobody nobody had any idea. So I don't, I, like you could hear it in my voice. I'm getting a, like, I don't know what that line is. Like, that guy did a bad thing, right? Yeah. You don't want to be a drug kingpin. But he also <laughs> did help out these kids and got them into colleges and, you know, got them into homes and mm-hmm. turned their life around. So I'm hoping the Sycamore dude was at least... His heart was in the right place. That's what I'm hoping. Went about it the wrong way. Right. Like, they're not in JUCOs. I'll just take them here. Nobody will notice. The other problem is they weren't good. That's the thing. Yeah. When I first heard the story and I heard, like, what the score was, I was like, damn, they beat the crap out of another team. I get why people are pissed. And I'm like, wait, no, they were the ones who got their asses handed to them. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like grown adults. Right. So it's like if they pick grown adults that lost to high schoolers. I think that's part of the reason people aren't as pissed off. It's like, well, yeah, but they weren't beating the school. Like, I mean, granted, they were playing IMG Academy, which is an unbelievable school. It's like 58 to nothing or something like that's bad. Like you guys aren't even trying. (laughs) That's great. Dude, uh, I know you like documentaries. 
And you have Netflix, right? I do. Have you watched the the Danbury Trashers documentary? No. Okay, it's called Untold Crime and Penalties. It's about a minor league hockey team. And all right, I it, Netflix keeps telling me I should watch this one. They're 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 telling you the right thing. All right, you need to watch this. The whole story is about this mobster that led Jimmy Galante, who apparently I know that name. He's a big time mobster from back in the day. All right. And he, many say, is the real life Tony Soprano. All right. To the point where his son's name is AJ. Like it's just, oh. it's, it's crazy. So his son, oddly enough, was big into wrestling and also hockey and like got hurt. So dad figured what better way to handle this than to buy his son a minor league hockey team for a half a million dollars. That adds up. And like a random like minor league program. It's not like the AHL, but it was like a minor league team. And so Jimmy Galante, the mobster, his real job was that he like owned like a garbage company. So they named him the Danbury Trashers, like a trash can. And it was the mascot right. was a trash can. It was great. So the son now is in tra- seventeen years old is the general manager and president of the hockey team. So what does he do? His his first thing is he gets Gretzky on the team, not Wayne, but Brent, his brother, who's not nearly as good. <laughs> like. I didn't even know Wayne Gretzky had a brother yes. till right now. Yes. I know Wayne and his daughter. <laughs> yes. Also, not to mention that like, his dad at one point like paid for pretty much the Attitude Era to come to his kid's birthday. Like Triple H and The Rock were at his birthday party. Like it's big money, right? All right. It gets all these like goons. The son's like, oh, I like fighting because his son was like a fighter like when he played hockey. All right. So he's like, I, he just got all the toughest j- jerks, like the goons. And made them players on their team. And they would just intimidate and beat the crap out of the other teams. And then the NHL strike happened. So then they got like a, an NHL player, Mike Rupp, Rupper, who like played in the NHL, a really good player. They paid him like a crap ton of money. And they were paying these guys the salary, which, you know, there was a cap. But then Jimmy would also pay him under the table. To make the, all the players happy. So that's how he could get the big names. Right. And keep them. And players love playing for these guys because there's just like they were getting taken care of. Dude, the story. And the, so it's like you, you go into it thinking, oh, this little snot nosed punk gets a, a hockey team from his dad. Turns out like AJ doesn't seem like all that bad. He's a kid. He's like, you know, an Italian, yo, 17 year old. But he actually did a pretty decent job putting together this team, granted, with dad's money. And they end up like going to the championships. All this stuff goes on with them. You know, the whole time, though, they're also following the FBI trying to figure out how to bust Jimmy Galante as a mobster. So the whole thing is not just about this hockey team, but it's also about this mobster. It's a really fascinating story. And the whole time you're watching this and there's been people joking about it, like if anyone pitched this as an, uh, a, a premise or a story arc for The Sopranos, everyone would be like, that's not believable enough. There's no way that this really could happen. But it really did happen. And what's it called? Uh, it's called Untold. It's part of their Untold series. All right, all right. And it's it's called Crime and Penalties. All right. And it is, dude, there's so many great, there's one part. Where Where is it? Like Long Island? Uh, Danbury, Connecticut. Danbury, Connecticut. Uh, John Cena is in it at one point dropping the puck during a game. Like the whole thing. Because right, Cena's just, dad got him involved, right? In that, in the Northeast. Was it, didn't his dad run a huge wrestling program up there? I'm not sure. I know his dad was a big fan. I'm not all positive right. though. The equipment manager, I think, was like one of Jimmy's mobster buddies. I can't remember the full thing because it was a few days ago when I saw it. And my brain just works that way. But like he was like effing with the other teams by like messing up their stuff, not putting the heat on in their locker rooms. And then they're like asking him why. He's like, I don't know. Cocaine was a hell of a drug. And you're like, what the? 
this guy, and he's like smoking cigars. He's like, you don't mess with Jimmy Galante. And then he just starts smoking the cigar and staring at the camera like he's going to like murder the cameraman. Like the whole thing is just absurd. Like one point, one of the most popular players was like a, a goon type player, like a fighter. He got injured, broke his leg. And so Jimmy and his people visited him like when he was hurting. Like the guy loves Jimmy and his, you know, still to this day. And he's like, so we have your, uh, the guy that hurt you, we have his address. What do you want us to do with him? Oh, Right. <laughs> they were going to have a mob hit on making his opponent that hurt him. And the guy's just like, he's lucky that I believe in the code of everything stays on the ice. Otherwise, I would have said, take care of him. But I didn't. And then, they, then there's like footage of them when he finally comes back, like the place and the fans are out of their mind. They're like these, like, you know, just not like crazy, like, like just obsessed hockey fans that are like obsessed with the team and like they're just all about the fights and you know it's like it's out of it's it's the most ridiculous story that you don't if you saw it as a movie you'd be like this is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen but it was a real life thing all right I mean I'll watch it I'll watch it tonight or tomorrow I can't wait you have to watch it and you have to let me know what you think because I I gotta watch that USA qualifier tonight but then after that my night's open it's an hour and a half oh nice and it's it flies by dude like it's it's a fun documentary it never gets boring. They talk to all the players. It's just like you would expect like it's going to be a story of like how much these players hate AJ, the 17-year-old. But no one has a bad thing, it seems like, to say about him. It's it's really fun, man. It's a fun watch. In. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that didn't take much convincing for me. That's so funny because that thing has popped up on my Netflix like three times. And as soon as I watched it, dude, like every day now, I'm like random people are just like, Dude, I know you like hockey and wrestling. Have you watched the document? I'm like, yes, I have. It's amazing. Well, my Netflix is smart. It's like this guy likes gangster stuff, <laughs> sports stuff, and comedies. Put it all together. Right? That's why I'm like, wait a minute. I know I've seen the preview for this one. And you like John Cena and The Rock, so you get yeah. to see them again in it. It's like, I was joking with Matt Farmer. I'm like, man, minus the jail time, AJ's dad seems like the dad of the lifetime. Oh, yeah, right? Here's a hockey team. <laughs> happy birthday, right? Most people will be lucky to go to a hockey game and meet a player. It's like, happy birthday. Here's a team. And the whole story was just like, you know, he's like, Danbury, Connecticut just sounds mobby. It does, right? It's like, is that right famous there. for something? Uh, I don't know. All right. But the name instantly, like, when I first heard Danbury, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Connecticut. Like, I, yeah. I know it's in Connecticut. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of this story. I don't. And I we I talked about it a little bit on this morning on the on the on the BJ and Mig show and a few people text and goes I grew up on the East Coast I went to those games it was a weird vibe yeah that's wild because the son he's at the games just partying with the fans like he's because he's, he's seventeen having, yeah he's having a blast that's a big gold chain. That, oh wait a minute I didn't realize he's only seventeen he's seventeen and he's the president and general manager of this minor league hockey team oh Jesus. It's I mean, insane. Yeah. And, they, and they talk to him nowadays. Like you, they, they have Jimmy's in the documentary, AJ's in like these, they're all still alive and they're all telling their stories. That's wild. Yeah. It's nuts. And they have video footage to prove it. Like there's certain parts where he's like, oh yeah, here's the video of it. And you're like, well, they're not making this stuff up. That's like, you ever seen the real story of like Goodfellas and how those guys got caught? No. They were shaving points on like Boston college games. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I watched a whole documentary on the real, like, kind of like how it really went down. And I was like, they were trying to fix 
like low ends uh, college hoops games, and like somebody gets picked up and then starts talking, and the dominoes just go click, 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 click. How crazy is that? It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Is that like a new documentary? I mean, I've only seen it in the last couple of years. I can't okay. remember if it was I, like a documentary or one of those like, you know, National Geographic, right. like, here's what happened with Henry Hill. Well, that's like, I was like debating between the, the, the Trashers documentary and then a documentary about drummers, which I'm sure right. is really good. But I'm like, I haven't, or the Bob Ross one. And I'm like, I think I picked the right one of the three. <laughs> Yeah, the drummer one, no offense, but drummers, it always ends kind of tragic. Right, and I was like, this looks like it'll be a fun watch, maybe. And Bob Ross, like, I want to still like Bob Ross. I don't want to watch that one yet. I've heard that you don't leave disliking him. Okay. I, it, but you dislike how he, like, he got taken advantage of. Oh, That's the right, vibe. that makes me feel better. The vibe I get from this documentary is that he did not have the right business, um, the, the business end of Bob Ross, he kind of got screwed. And yeah, that's kind of what shocking. the documentary is about. Yeah, well, people without talent will always prey on the people with it. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. That's a good point. I mean, that's how they, they make their money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should be better at business. Oh, you could actually create something. We need each other, man. <laughs> right? But right, you see it in music, you see it in acting. You don't you see s- it in radio, though. <laughs> all right. But you see it all the time, and it's just like, all right, I guess that's how we're doing it. <laughs> all right, I think we got to get on out of here. Um, yeah, man. You got anything planned for the weekend? Anything you need to promote? Uh, no, I mean, Seahawks are playing uh, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. You know I like a 10 a.m. game. You and me both. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> for You can go do stuff in the rest of the day, or you can take a nap. And also, now as uh, now having Tatum in my life, I do not like the Sunday night football games. Because it's like smack dab in the middle of dinner and trying to put her to sleep. Yeah. 10 a.m., she's getting up. Maybe she's about taking a nap, so maybe I, I get a little bit of downtime. Yeah, and I get it. Look, like the one one fifteen kickoffs obviously are great. It's in the middle of the day. It's mm-hmm. the West Coast. You're still done by four thirty or five. But I like for an e- growing up as an East Coast, there's just something so much fun about waking up and ten a.m. Like, Boom! It's go time. NFL football's on. It's like good morning, Ted. Yeah, right? here is football. I'm telling you, every time I'm back on the East Coast, I'm like, is there, are these games gonna kick off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. Wake me up when football starts. Right. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at the Megacast, and I believe we're back next week. Right? We are not. We're not back next week. No. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know what? I shouldn't say that. I could. I could still. I, I'll still well, pop in and do one with you. Come in. That's all right. We could maybe we'll sneak in a lunch or something. Yeah, let's figure it out. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like what we did last time. Yeah. Yeah. Get some meatballs. Yeah. Oh hey. Hey oh. I'll do some research. I'll find another lunch spot. It's the Galantes. We're here. The Galantes. I don't think I'm passing for a Galante. It is such a mobster name, though. It is. Jimmy Galante. But at least you're Italian. It's like, wait a minute. What, what part of Italy is your family from there, Smith? <laughs> All right, we'll be back uh, maybe next week. Maybe next week. No guarantee. Hey. It'd be nice to talk a little Hawks. We'll find out. Yeah. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Mariners, man. Come on, man. Stop effing with us. We're sick of this crap. <laughs> two st- it's like two steps forward, six steps back. <sighs> Opposites attract. MC Scat Cat, baby. Right? God, I love Paul Abdul. She was so hot. Dude, the cold-hearted snake video. Oh, don't even start it. Uh, if we start, I'm not standing up. Yeah. All right. Okay, goodbye. See ya.